Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. My name is Ben. It is Thursday, the 20th of September. Uh, joined today by a very special guest making his first appearance on the podcast. Very pleased to welcome David Beden, aka Deadback, who I'm sure you all know from Sheffield United forums, from appearances on uh, Dem Blades, on Twitter as well. David, how are you doing? Good evening. I'm doing absolutely fine. Thank you very much for giving up some time to uh, to talk to me. I'm sorry we're not talking about a, a dramatic win like the uh, Aston Villa game a few weeks ago. Instead, we're going to talk about United's nil-nil draw with Birmingham City yesterday, uh, and we're going to get through some some player ratings, some thoughts on the game. Uh, hopefully, this chat will be more interesting than the actual game was itself, which is a, a pretty low bar, I think, to clear. So I think we'll probably be all right there. Um, yeah, I don't think we've got too much to to worry about from from that aspect. Thank you for inviting me on after such a thrilling game. Uh, you <laughs> you picked your your week uh, really well there. <laughs> oh dear. All right. So um, yeah, I mean, we drew nil nil with Birmingham, which you know was I guess was not a totally surprising result. Birmingham are probably slightly better than uh, than their position suggests. Certainly, you know, the, the couple. Of, I don't know if you've seen them before this season, but. I watched their games against Swansea and against West Brom, which were both on Sky, and uh, you know they looked a better team than than their position certainly suggested. But yeah, what what was your kind of um, general thoughts on on yesterday's draw then? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree with that. Firstly, I, the bits and pieces I've seen of Birmingham, uh, I know a lot of their fans and the management have said, "Oh, we certainly should have had two or three wins." And I saw some Birmingham fans saying, "We, we should be in the, you know, the top top six rather than down near the, I think they're the fourth bottom at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, we saw that last night. They weren't the side that kind of has, on the face of it, has been struggling. Um, they looked a side that, you know, I mean, were quite well organised. They were. You know they were working hard for each other. They didn't look like a side that were going to ship lots and lots of goals. Um, certainly, like you say, the game the game the other week they played against West Brom, they they, they should have won that game. Mm. Um, it was just a really really flat night, um, yeah. a poor performance overall, and it kind of carried on for me from 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 Bristol on Saturday, where we started the game so well and should have been in front of Bristol, and then in the end, sort of lost the game where we certainly deserved to take something from. Um, but it just it just carried on, and I mean the first half, I think at best we were we were average. Mm. Um, we had a lot of the ball, I felt, but I don't think we really did much with it. I don't I don't know what 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 you thought from that regard. There was a couple of crosses that Johnson put in. We had Duffy with sort of a half chance, but it was just so slow and so pedestrian. It was sort of back and sideways. They were getting sort of three solid banks. And then when we got into their half, they pressed us and we kind of just panicked and, and sort of lost it. And then we started going long again. And it was, I don't know, it just never really kind of kind of worked. Mm. Uh, but I thought second half, I thought, oh, it, they'll talk from half time, they'll regroup, they'll, they'll kind of up the kind of ante in terms of the tempo. And I thought he'd regroup, sort of just tinker with a few things tactically. But it, it just it got even worse. It was, it, I mean, the second half, we, we had that one chance. Um, when Baldock got in from the, a really good ball, a really exquisite ball from from Norwood, but nothing happened after that from our point of view going forward. And we were we were really we were hanging on in the end. I mean, they, they obviously hit the woodwork twice. They missed a, a sitter from right in front of the goal. Henderson mm. made save, and you just kind of wanted just to get out of there with something. And I suppose in the end, it was it was a really good result. Um, we ended up with a point from two games, which is probably about what what we deserve from from two games, um, just not the way around it kind of ended up. So, yeah, it's a bit of a come down after the the, the games at, at Bolton and against Villa, the, the last couple of games. It's uh, a bit, bit of a wake-up, I think, for, for a few people. Yeah, I think a, a come down is right. I mean, um, I guess you could say Birmingham probably played quite a quite a smart away performance, I suppose. I mean, as you say, they, they kind of sat pretty deep and... Yeah, almost allowed us to to have the ball, but yeah, not didn't allow us to do anything yeah. with it. And we were they let us have it in our half. And as yeah. soon as we went into sort of their half, they pressed and harried and forced us to go back. And then we ended up going long. But they, they were very well well organised. I mean, for a home side, I think we created maybe a couple of half chances the the whole game really, and then the one good chance. So they'll they probably see it as a, a kind of perfect away performance apart from the fact they just they didn't finish and maybe that's why they are down near the bottom because they're, they're not they're not finishing the chances and they're a bit powder puff up the, the top of the park yeah I mean as you say yeah they sort of 
essentially shut us down for about 70 minutes. And then as we got tired or as they got more adventurous, they definitely had more chances. I mean, you mentioned the, you know, the, the post from the free kick that that one, I think it was Bogle was right on the goal line and somehow managed to turn it over instead of in. Uh, obviously the save late on as well. Um, I'm, I can't remember who that was actually that ran onto that. And I think it was the, the lad that came on, wasn't it? The substitute. Um, I can't remember his name. Yeah, uh, in front of me, but um, yeah, so a little bit fortunate to get a result. I mean, as you say, it was you know it, it was quite toothless from us. I mean, I'm just sort of looking down the stats now. I mean, we had six shots in the entire game to Birmingham's thirteen, and you know, I mean, one thing I I did sort of pull out of this that I noticed was we, we attempted 30 crosses in the game which is, is pretty high that's quite a lot but I mean we had almost almost zero success from that I thought really you know it wasn't like the the crosses themselves were all completely aimless or anything although you know Norwood had a, an absolute shocker in the second half particularly but yeah we just weren't able to get anything going at all really I, I mean early on I think jo- Johnson put two really good crosses in sort of zipped them across and Clark and Washington were sort of quite stagnant in the box they didn't really attack it hmm. um, I think O'Connell put a decent one in uh, so it wasn't that there, every single cross as you say were, were poor crosses but the, the, I don't know the strikers didn't seem to gamble there was nobody getting ahead of Clark and Washington and and second I mean you've alluded to Norwood he's he just had one. He just had one, and sometimes <laughs> players do. He every set play pretty much. He, he overhit. I think the first six or seven that went sailed right past everyone, and then the second half, he he managed to hit the first man. I think on three or four. Yeah, absolutely. Had one of them games, and 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 it happens. And I think he wasn't the only one. There were several other key players that just didn't didn't perform. And when you've got seven or eight players, probably more, just below par you're going to struggle to get a result really and and that's in the end that we we did really well just to get a point and just kind of you take that point and you move on and hope we see a big improvement at, at the weekend indeed um I, mean, I was a bit surprised when i saw this it'd been kind of i think wilder had hinted at it during his kind of uh pre-match interviews but um we actually made five changes which yeah was was quite a surprise i mean i know we've obviously got uh you know, we played a played a tough game on Saturday. Uh, obviously, played on Wednesday night, and we play again on Saturday. But yeah, five changes, and so I've, in my... yeah, it did did seem a bit a bit many. I mean, I think the reaction from people in the pub before the game was was of astonishment. I think we expected a couple of changes, and I think he did it a couple of times last year. I remember, I think we went to Bolton, didn't we, last year? And he he changed a few. He, I think he changed the two wing backs mm. for that game. Very similar sort of time in the season. Um, and I know he's conscious of the fact that we've we've been given this tough hand, as he calls it, where we've ended up with quite a few Wednesday nights, and other teams have been the Tuesday nights that we're then playing the following Saturday. But I just think it's fairly early in the season. You know, what I mean, the, the the team should be relatively fit. I don't see I don't see that that performance on Saturday at Bristol, although it was a disappointing defeat, really warranted five changes. And he, obviously, he changed both wing backs, both strikers. Um, it just didn't. Re- I mean, if if we were going and win, it, everyone sort of lords him as a genius, and he's kept people fresh, and we've kept the you know a fairly decent start to the season going. But I just think it was a little bit early in the season to be kind of making the number of changes that that he did, and it just didn't really work. And, he, and even later on in the game, he, he he made some subs and he made some changes, but I think kind of the tide had kind of been set in 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 many ways, and the players that come on they struggled to get into the game just because of the pattern that, that they were then the more sort of attacking attacking force really. And hmm. I think he, he admitted to it. I think in the I heard his interview uh, after the game, and he kind of alluded to the fact that. He probably did make too many changes. It didn't. It didn't quite work. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I mean, I, I sort of looked at it and thought that's a lot of changes. That's going to, you know, obviously impact our level of performance. You would think, but then I also thought, well, it, we've got the core six, if you like, still there. The, the, the back three is still together. Obviously, Fleck coming in from Lundstrom is is a you know an improvement. That's what we would want in our first choice team. So that midfield three set. So. Your spine, if you want to call it that, is still all right. And then we've we've switched the two wing backs and two strikers, and I thought, well, maybe that'll, you know, maybe that will work. Some fresh legs, you know. Bulldogs always full of running. Johnson's supposed to be this quite direct attacking player as well, but yeah, it just didn't work. I mean, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead too much to player ratings actually, but I thought, you know, the the kind of example, it, it may well pan out that Johnson is a much better sort of left wing back than Stevens, but I thought we really saw the the step down in terms of um like the established relationship that Stevens has with with Fleck on that side with Norwood and Duffy and uh with O'Connell as well and you know that 
to an extent, that's why United have been so successful. We've yeah. built these on-field relationships. Say again, sorry. They say everybody knows their roles, and you're absolutely right. Johnson actually did okay last night, but the number of times where there was a little interchange or a little bit of play or even just a throw-in, and he almost didn't quite know where to stand. He didn't know quite what was going to happen next or where to run to. And I don't think, I don't think he was particularly poor last night, mm. um, but, but, you, but you're right. And um, But I do think, as, as you said, the, the, the core midfield was in, the, you know, obviously with Coots out, but you've still got the three that you would see the strongest players. You've got the back three there, the goalkeepers there, Clark, you, you know, your, your leading scorer from last year. I think if four or five of them or a few of them have a, you know, a game that you would expect, you probably don't notice the changes as, as much, but it kind of was magnified by the fact that just the whole of that spine would, would just, was just not at it. Um, and yeah. I don't think the, the players that came in were that much worse than uh, than the established ones. In fact, some of them, I think, were even were even worse last night. The, the, the players you'd want to count on, which was, I don't think you'll see a game where those three in midfield play as poorly or as things don't come off as much as, as we saw last night. Yeah, and that, that is slightly encouraging, isn't it? I mean, I, obviously, if, if you've listened to these uh, in the past, you'll know I'm, I'm generally probably skewed towards the optimistic side of realistic, I think, and... You know, my, oh, I'm my... right down near the negative uh, <laughs> bottom of the barrel, as, uh, as people know from my from my match report. So I'll find I'll find a fault. I'll find criticism. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you sort of think, well, as you say, you know, that's it was almost freakishly bad from, from yeah. players that we know are very good. And yeah, in, in some respects, that's kind of encouraging because it's like, well, you know, we got a draw. Yeah, and that's probably not going to happen again. It's not like it's not like Norwood has become terrible overnight. It just no. had a really bad game. And, you know, odds are he's going to be fantastic again on Saturday. I, I just thought, I thought it was a slightly weird atmosphere last night. I, mean, I don't know if that's because I ended up getting into the ground a few minutes late because I, I misjudged the uh, the walking time from the beer engine where I went in for the first time. Um, it's it's further than I thought, it turns out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was you know it was a pretty pretty flat atmosphere from from both sets of fans. I thought as well. They didn't you know. bring many many supporters, did they? And no. I think the, the 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 sky red button thing. I think is genuinely having an effect. I think people will think about the amount of money they're going to spend and travelling halfway up the country and the fact they can sit on the sit on the. I know it's no substitute for watching it live, but people mm. are going to make those choices. I probably will do, and others will this season where you can watch it and. It was a bit down the home support as well. I think somebody said today it was two or three thousand down from last year when we we played them, and that that was on Sky as well. So it was just so cool. I think I could hear the players even yeah. call, right near the back of the south. I could hear players calling out at times. It was <laughs> okay, a pretty reserved game in its sort of nature, and it was it just never got going. It was almost like we needed an incident. We needed a, a tackle, a booking, whether yeah. it even seemed just Dodgy something penalty. To get going and. It never happened, and it just it just sort of faded away, and it was it was just one of them games where you just think just get something out of it, put it to bed, and we just we just got to move on. So yeah, I think so. All right, talking and moving on, let's let's do some player ratings. So obviously, every week you write your match report, you give you a very detailed uh, player ratings, your manager rating, talk about the crowd and the opposition, which is always a. a a mandatory read for me after the game. It's you know great to great to get your your opinion and you know the level of detail with which you kind of recall what's what's gone on and the layout is always fantastic. However, I have not read your match report. I don't know what ratings you gave okay. for last night because I wanted to go in a little bit cold and uh, and see if we disagree with each other, which I imagine we're probably going to. So yeah, let's let's go through uh, all the players that started the game. Then I don't I don't think anybody. I'm not sure I can give a rating to any of the subs because I don't think any of them were on for longer than half no, an I, hour. I, I generally have a rule, a made-up rule that I made up myself. That I think <laughs> I generally say if they if they come on after so around about an hour mark, I don't tend to give them a rating. Mm. Um, but as I say, with with the ratings, I, I've tried to. I always try and avoid the kind of newspaper style kind of ratings where you you pick up the Sunday papers and everyone's a six or six a seven. or a seven. Yeah, apart from the goal scorer, gets an eight. Yeah, and I, and I rate from like zero to ten, but I'll, I never give anyone a, a zero or a one or a two. I think, I think back in the day, I think Jordan Stewart might have had a, a one in a game once. I was going to uh, say, what would somebody have to do to get a one out of ten for you? Uh, Sent off in the first minute after yeah, scoring an own goal from the, the first kickoff? minute, sort of a series of errors, a, a sort of 
I don't think I did a, a rating from the game. But it's Lee Baxter type performance, isn't it? It's going to have yeah. to be something really sort of out there sort of thing. To and I think the other way, the same with the high marks. I, I probably should mark sort of higher up or lower down, but I tend to go between sort of about three and a four and eight and a nine. The others kind mm. of the uh, redundant sort. Of. I think I even only gave Clark a nine and a half last year against Hull and got nice. absolutely hammered on the forums for that. But he did miss a couple of chances, I remember, in that I'm game. glad you brought that up because I was going to mention that <laughs> and I wasn't sure whether I'd imagined it. He got a book in and he missed a couple of chances, but I wasn't it. I think on reflection, he probably was as close to a 10 as you as Imagine if he'd only yeah. scored three goals instead of four. It'd be like seven yeah. out of 10 or something. But no, I've, I've been, I've, I've obviously, I know we, we may discuss my reports uh, another time, but uh, I've been known and criticised by friends and family for having my, uh, shall we say, scapegoats over the years and uh, and even some, some favourites. So, uh Yes, it's, it's some, I don't. I try really hard not to kind of become fixated on on things. I try and call it match by match. If someone plays well, I'll say. If someone doesn't, you know, like I'm going to do in a minute, I'll I'll, I'll say the same again. But uh, yeah. sometimes you do fall into traps, and I think everybody has favourites, don't they? Well, maybe just before we get onto that, actually, you, you did mention that uh, <laughs> one of our ex-managers called your dad once when we were. Oh, he did. Here, yeah, I mean, I... I've had a few. But... Few emails and correspondence over, over the years. Not that that many people, I'm sure, uh, read my reports, but um, okay. I've ended up with United fans around around the world sort of emailing me, and I, I ended up with a, with a, a, an email sort of a, a circular that goes out every week, in addition to some of the the, the forums and stuff. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think Kevin McCabe's one of his friends has been in touch before. But my basically, it's quite a long story short. Uh, Neil Warnock had connections with Toddick um, going years back, and uh, my mum used to work at a pub in Toddick and knew knew Neil's Neil's family quite well, knew his mum and dad, and got talking to um, to, to, to Neil when he came in one day. Uh, and, and basically, long story short, there was some discussion about. I think at the time, my dad was. He, it was going a bit back. We were sat in a disabled enclosure. I think my dad was complaining about uh, there being no, not very good facilities. I don't quite know what that had to do to Neil Warnock, but uh, for some reason he asked to speak to my dad um, and then forgot all about it. I think my mum had told me and then um, came home one, one evening. I think it was uh, when, it might have been when I was at university or, or probably after that. And uh, he was, yeah, he was on the phone. And I said, who's he on the phone to, mum? And she said, oh, he's, he's on the phone to Neil Warnock. I said, sorry. He said, he's on the phone to Neil Warnock. And, winding me up thought nothing of it and this call must have gone on for a good half an hour um i heard various players mention there was something a discussion about nick montgomery's best position um <laughs> which was quite bizarre but Revenge. then he did say uh, he did say um oh my son does some reports and mentioned me and uh, um he was quite scathing about me apparently said <laughs> i was incredibly negative um never gave the team credit uh, he said he read them most weeks, but it, um, but he had gone through a, a, a period where he, he just disregarded them, um, and uh, yeah, so uh, not not liked by Mister Warnock apparently. Well, you're not alone in that regard, I don't think. But <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's quite a long list. Oh dear! And just to clarify, I think Nick Montgomery was a. A perfectly acceptable midfielder. Who, who yeah, I'm not on. quite sure what. Was it was a cheap shot. I know he a right winger. I'm not quite sure how that discussion could have gone on. But uh, to <laughs> yeah. be fair to Warnock, I think that despite the uh, certain persona that he gives out, I think uh, away from the game, people I've spoke to said he is a, a fairly decent guy. But yeah. Yeah. fair enough. All right, player ratings. Let, let's get started with uh, with Dean Henderson. So, what, what was uh, what rating out of ten did you give for I, him? I gave him a 7.5 out of 10, um, which may seem a touch high because he didn't actually have too much to do. Hmm. Um, they obviously hit they hit the post in the first half. I think he may have got something on that. I don't know what, what you thought. There certainly seemed well, to be some... He actually said on Twitter today that he did, but I don't know if he was just... Uh, <laughs> I mean, of course, <laughs> he's going to say that. I know. It's like a strike. Yeah, so I, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Um, the rest of the, his game, his handling was, was really good. So organisation with the defence, distribution seemed fine. Just seemed re- really solid, really commanding. And then ultimately, the reason why I gave him the, the slightly higher mark than maybe uh, some might think was he made that crucial save at the end where the, the lad, um, I think it was Mahoney thinking about it, who came oh, on, yeah. got in, uh, hit a sort of angled drive, quite a decent shot that was goal bound and he, he made a great save and that was a couple of minutes before the end and effectively it got us that point so yeah. uh, that's why I gave him the mark I did No, it's alright, I've, I've given him 8 out of 10 myself basically for exactly the same reasons I mean that massive save earned as a point and 
yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. As you say, his handling and distribution was very good as well and might have got something on that one that hit the post. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, probably the second, at least the second time this season where you could say Henderson has, has earned us some points, the other one being that Norwich uh, home game, of course. So, yeah, it's uh, another good performance from him. So um, he's, he's been a really good sign and he, he just seems to be growing and, um, you know, I mean, he, he looks a top player. He looks like someone, sadly for us, that I think will probably go on and, and play probably higher than us. Um, mm. And as I say, we seem to have done really well the last two years to, to get the two lone goalkeepers that we've that we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, moving on to the defence then. So uh, Jack O'Connell, uh, I give a 7 out of 10. I thought, I mean, I think as a team we defended pretty well, to be honest. I know Birmingham had some, some you know, yeah. they had some chances, I guess, but most of them were long range. Obviously, the the free kicks uh, was from 25 yards or so. The the one that hit the post was from the edge of the air. And, you know, even having watched that again, um, this is the chance in the first half, I mean, even having watched that again, you know, Connell's kind of all over Zukovic as he takes the shot and it was almost, you know, he would have yeah. blocked it, I think, if it had been an inch either way. Um, and, yeah, I thought he was tidy on the ball, if, he, if not moving it particularly quickly. I mean, just to sort of segue quickly, I mean, I think that was probably a flaw in our game last night was was how slow we were to get it from our defence into midfield and then into the attacking third as well. I mean, you know, not to single out O'Connell because it was certainly not just him that he was kind of guilty of this. His, his passing stats in the game were fantastic. I think he only misplaced about six or seven passes, but a lot of that was very low risk. You know, he's had a few touches, moved it around a bit. So, but yeah, I th- overall. I think, right. I think that was a theme with with the, with the whole defence and, and even some of the midfield. It was going, it was it was sort of touch, 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 then, foot, then forward, then it was going back, then it was forward. They were just regrouping. They were getting in position uh, and it was all a bit safe, to be honest. Um, yeah. First half, um, but I had a very similar mark. Six, I had six and a half. Um, I thought he put a really good cross in first half. Um, he whipped one in that just sort of evaded everybody. Uh, I did think he lost quite a few headers at times to uh, Djokovic. Something like that, Djokovic yeah. or Djokovic. I'm not sure. Djokovic. Because um, I thought he was a bit of a handful. I thought he perhaps... He was. I, know, I, thought, I thought he basically led the line far better than either of our strikers. To say he was kind of up front on his own. I know he was sort of supplanted by um, Adams. Well, he was there. Um, he didn't, mm. didn't do very much. But um, but no, I thought I thought he worked on. I thought, I thought he lost a few headers. He, he got booked for quite a cynical foul towards the end where he, he kind of took one for the team. Um, but no, similar sort of rating. He was okay defensively. Um, but I, I, I think I put in my match report, he, he seemed to just slow things down at times, mm. uh, moving it on. So sim, similar, really, opinion there. Yeah, I'm just looking up Yukovic's uh, stats now. And yeah, he won 12 out of 17 aerial duels, which is pretty impressive, to be honest, yeah. um, against a you know a back three who are fairly decent in the air, I think. Um, all right, and then uh, next up, John Egan. I, I thought he had a really good game, actually. I you know, I think it's between him and Henderson for Man of the Match. I'll give him an 8 out of 10 as well. Um, just sort of looking, I, I mean, on the night, I thought that was a good performance. But yeah, looking at the stats, he, was, he completed 10 out of 10 headed clearances, 6 out of 8 aerial duels, uh, and, and only 6 incomplete passes out of his 61 as well. Um, I thought, he, he, you know, as we said, Jukovic is a handful. I thought he did a good job against him. And also, I have to give him some credit because he's the guy who put, puts pressure on, uh, I think it was Omar Bogle, wasn't it, who had that chance yeah. right on the goal line and yeah if, if Egan's not there I'm, I'm sure that's a goal and yeah he managed to stick tight to him and make it a more difficult chance than it actually should have been so yeah no, really good game from him I thought um, as we've kind of seen for sort of four or five games from him now I think pretty impressive yeah, to- yeah I totally agree with you uh, I, had, I had him actually as our man of the match um, yeah. I thought he was our best player um, again the same mark as Henderson again seven and a half out of ten I told you I was a, a tough a tough marker um, <laughs> but he, he he won a lot of balls in the air he was solid in everything he did he mopped up well um, his actual passing and the way he's distributing the ball has, has got a lot better he was very shaky those first couple of games mm. and way I think he was adapting to, to playing I think more in a three than perhaps a two that he did quite a lot of the time at Brentford but um, you can see why Wilde has chased him for so long he, he looked really quite dominant last night um, I'm sure the uh, watching Roy Keane I managed to walk past him as uh, I went back up into the into my seat it was he was oh, in the director's box last night would have been uh, suitably impressed but now he's uh, He's, he's, he has looked a very good signing uh, after, after that, that initial sort of uh, shaky start, and uh, he, he was really good last night. Did everything that you expect, really, of a centre half. 
Mm, indeed. I didn't know Roy Keane was there. <laughs> yeah. That probably would have had to stay out of his way, I think. Yeah, I did move towards the end of the... Uh, he was quite. He seemed quite jovial. He was chatting with, with, with someone in the director and seemed quite jovial. He wasn't, he wasn't falling out with anyone last night. So. Maybe it's all a persona for the camera. As soon as the cameras are <laughs> off him, he's like, Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> um, all right, Chris Basham, what was your rating for him? Um, this is the one where I got. I think there was some level of criticism for this when uh, when I gave this match. I think I gave him a seven, and a lot of people said they thought he was our best player. Hmm. Um, I, I felt Egan was was our best player, but I thought he was he was right there in terms of outfield players, in terms of the the, the next best performer. Um, I thought he began the game well. He got forward. Uh, he did that usual sort of galloping sort of slalom runs where. Uh, he doesn't actually look like he knows what he's doing when he sort of pirouettes around, but he always seems to get in those positions. And, and whether it's by hook or crook, he, he kind of keeps the ball a lot of the time when he goes on those runs. And um, So, yeah, and, and I thought defensively he was fine. Uh, I, the only slight criticism is I thought second half we lost the shape a bit down that kind of right-hand side in between uh, him and, and Baldock. And mm. they did find a few gaps down that side. Um and I don't think he, it was a case of he was bombing forward because I think second half, I didn't really see him or, or O'Connell particularly. I, I can't remember him even getting in their half very much second half. No. Seemed that way. Um, so so that's, that's why I gave him a, a 7 out of 10. Yeah, fair enough. I've gone, uh, maybe I've gone slightly harsh here, but I, I, I try and do uh, round numbers only. So uh, this is probably a 6.5, I guess, but yeah. I gave him a 6 out of 10. I, I thought just not as involved attacking-wise as I'd kind of liked to have seen. Um, I mean, one thing I did see that he he led all players uh, as, on both teams in, in tackles and, in, and had the most interceptions for United as well. Uh, only one out of seven aerial duels, though, which is not great. Um, and yeah, I think he I think he attempted. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting mixed up with someone else, but I think he attempted like four take ons and uh, <laughs> completed zero of them. So not <laughs> not one of his better games, I thought. But yeah, not not bad. Six out of ten is uh, is where I'm going. He's a, he is a, he is what he is, and he is a consistent. Yeah. Player, um, he, he has really improved. He's someone I thought when we got promoted, didn't think you know he was going to be somebody who would be a regular, certainly a side that's pushing towards the kind of upper echelons of the table. But he, he he's, he's he's been one of our best players most, most weeks, and he, sometimes it is a bit of an adventure when he goes on those those forays. <laughs> but um, he, he to, to me, he's one of those players that you know what you're going to get, and. Um, there is an argument if we want to move on and, and really think about getting better that, that, that there are areas we need to kind of address. But I certainly think at the moment he's, he's, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's move on to a uh, player making his full home debut. Um, yeah, it was his, his home debut full stop, actually, wasn't it? A brief appearance at, um, at Bristol City. Uh, talking about Marvin Johnson, of course, came in for Ender Stevens. Um, to be honest, uh, and... I don't know if I'm slightly off the uh, uh, the consensus here, but I didn't think this was a very good debut. I, I think this is a 5 out of 10 performance. I thought there was a few flashes, particularly in the first half, but overall his production was, was pretty poor. I think he had only completed one out of six crosses. Um, he lost the ball quite a lot when he was trying to take players on. And, you know, it, it's nice to see somebody trying that. He had the I noticed he had the most uh, attempted take-ons out of all players on the pitch. So, you know, he was... He was trying to make something happen, trying to dribble past people, but didn't really come off. And yeah, I kind of noted earlier that you know that is a step down in terms of the kind of relationship that we have down that left side normally. So yeah, no, I, I just didn't think it was he played that well to be honest, but not too bad. But five out of ten. You you might have talked me into uh, overmarking him actually uh, <laughs> from listening to your opinion. Um, firstly, I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of Stevens, uh, much maligned Stevens at times. Um, I think people realise how how good he is in terms of keeping position, to mm. the defensive work that he does, in terms of the amount of ground that he covers, he's incredibly fit, uh, and probably is a little bit quicker than than you think. And yeah. uh, so I think he's very harshly treated when you, when you read sort of opinions on Stevens, people nitpicking about him, saying he's one of the weak links. And again, I, I think he's, he's done a really solid job. He, he faded last season, admittedly, like a lot did. But um, for me, Johnson, I gave him six and a half out of ten, which I think you might, I probably would hear more towards six now, thinking about uh, the game last night. When I do these uh, ratings, obviously I do them pretty much immediately after the game, and sometimes. Mm. I, don't always give myself time to reflect and think about things. And I think the day after, I probably would sort of change marks slightly. Um, the, the reason why I gave him perhaps a slightly higher mark was I, 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 
I actually felt he put in some two or three very good crosses, and mm. whilst they hit and sort of an intended target in terms of uh, being a completion, I, I thought they were great balls. And I watched on one where he just fired it in. It was in penalty spot area, and Clark and Washington were just stood. None of the midfielders got ahead of them, uh, and he did it again not long after. And mm. great, we've got someone who's going to f- get wide, fire crosses in. He does look more like a winger to me than a, than a wing back, and I'd have reservations about him playing perhaps in a an away game or against a side that's set up with a bit more width. Um, it doesn't seem to me someone who's going to be able to do the kind of nitty-gritty and get back and defend. Uh, I thought as the game went on, I, I kind of agreed with you, I thought that he, he struggled a bit. His passing, his touch was was, was off. Um, he didn't seem to link with others. He made a few poor decisions. and mm. he did His game kind of faded away second half. He did have one really good run towards the end where he absolutely burst down the left-hand side. And I think, I think we ended up winning a corner, which... At that point, we was under quite a bit of pressure. Yeah, but, that's right. But again, I got I, I got panned on some of the forums about sort of critiquing his signing and sort of saying we perhaps should be aiming for better. And that's no knock on on Wilder, of course. But you you kind of saw last night why he's only been a, a sort of bit part player and in fact barely really for, for Middlesbrough. And I, I don't actually see that being much different at United. I think I think Wilder will use him now and again, but. Mm. Uh, I do expect Stevens to be to be put straight back in on on Saturday. Yeah, and I think you know there is value in resting Stevens as well. I mean, as you said, he definitely ran out of steam last season. I mean, he played almost every game, so yeah, there's, there's in definitely... a way with Ireland as well. And I'd, he, yeah, he started a game and he did very well actually. So yeah, yeah, he really did. I watched some of that game. He was played really well. Um, yeah, I think the other the other sort of small knock on Johnson's performance it was. Uh, given a little bit of a run around by Jota at the end with the chance that Henderson ended up saving. It wasn't the most impressive bit of defending, sort of let Jota back him off all the way into the box and then a pretty obvious reverse pass that yeah, he didn't yeah. really do anything about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that 5 out of 10, I think. Um, uh, how about George Baldock? What did you go for here? Um, I, I th- again, I think I might have gone quite low on this thinking back, but I, I thought he was really off the pace last night. I gave, I gave him five out of ten. It might yeah. have been more of five and a half thinking about it, but he just didn't. I don't know. He's been out for a, for a few weeks, um, but he, he, he wasn't just his pass. He just seemed really, really slow to react to things. There were a number of times where players were nipping in front of him. He seemed to be sort of daydreaming a few times. And mm. I think we just saw, you know, what Freeman offers compares to him. We didn't have that same outlook going forward. Um, the one thing I really noticed last night about Baldock was the number of touches he takes before he, he executes even just a simple pass or mm. decision. There was one second half where he touched the ball about seven or eight times and he was just kind of, pirouetting, spinning around and, and just didn't really go anywhere and I like him I, th- I think he's a good player and he, he's unfortunate for, I suppose for, for, for him that obviously Freeman's I think probably going to end up getting back in the team and we'll, we'll end up starting I think more games than him but um, I don't know, I just, I just didn't think he was really at it last night, he got booked for a, a sort of a, a pullback um, he mm. gave cheap fouls um, he obviously had that really good chance where he, ma- he made a great run, uh, that beautiful sort of reverse ball from sort of just sort of put him in from from Norwood. And but even on that chance, he he sort of dithered and the defender got like sort of half blocked by the defender and the goalkeeper. And he was he'd never really convinced. And he he is quite a good finisher when he's got in got in those positions. So yeah, for five out of ten, maybe a bit low. Maybe it should have been a little bit higher. But that, that's what I gave him. No, I've, I've, I completely agree. I've gone five out of ten as well. I thought he was, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty poor. I mean, I guess with that chance, I mean, I, I don't really feel like he did anything wrong particularly there. It was pretty well defended, and obviously, you know, getting in that position is good. Um, but yeah, overall, his, his sort of production and impact on the game wasn't great. I, I also, I've been watching the highlights again. You know, he kind of switched off a little bit for that Omar Burgle chance. You watched the highlights again? <laughs> All two minutes of them. <laughs> it's because I wanted to know who lost the man for this chance. And as it turned out, it was Baldock. Um, so, yeah, if, if anybody uh, fell asleep and missed it or has, has not watched the highlights, um, uh, Birmingham sort of put a cross into the far post and, uh, yeah, Baldock kind of let his man get there first, turn it back towards goal, and Bogle somehow managed to put it over the bar under pressure. So, yeah, that... That was almost a, a pretty big error from him. So yeah, n- not a great performance. Certainly no uh, no real evidence there to suggest anything other than Freeman coming straight back into the team. I don't think. Um, moving on to somebody who did come straight back into the team yesterday, who has been suffering with a groin injury, John Fleck. Um, 
I didn't think he had a good game either, to be honest. Uh, I think you can probably mitigate that with uh, with fitness. He probably wasn't 100%, maybe. But, um, you know, he, he tried quite a few things, probably more kind of uh, dribbles and, you know, trying to drive forward more than we've actually seen so far this season. But he lost the ball a couple of times that led to chances for the opposition. I think, actually, that the one that Henderson saved came from that. I think uh, there was another one as well. If It might even be the one that hit the post from, actually, which yeah, kind of came from losing half, it. Wasn't it. I think he got frustrated. Um, we, were, we, were, we were sort of playing it sideways and backwards. And I think the crowd was sort of imploring somebody to sort of penetrate and, and carry the ball. Mm. And he tried to jink round a couple and they, they intercepted and broke. And, and like I say, he, he did that a few times last night, those usual little runs where he thrusts and drives past people. He was getting robbed, and we ended up being put under quite a lot of pressure from from those. Yeah, so I, I've gone a five out of ten. I mean, I, I don't know if he was totally fit. He, he did lead all players with, with ball recoveries and and blocks as well. So his defensive work was really good. I was kind of surprised by that because you know in my head I was thinking, oh, he's he's obviously not fit, so he's he's not you know getting yeah. having as much impact on the game as you can expect. But actually, defensively was. Uh, well, he was the best player on the pitch for those those categories. But yeah, I think we needed we needed more on we needed we need one of these three in midfield to step yeah. up, and unfortunately, all three were pretty pretty average to be honest. So yeah, that's that's my rating. How about you? That's exactly the same. I gave him five out of ten. Um, I think one of the interesting things, which I think Wilder's alluded to himself, is he he seems to really struggle when he when he misses games. Uh, I mean, mm. we've seen we've seen him have slow starts to both seasons, the last couple of seasons. In fact, even. So going back to the, the League One season, he, he didn't sort of set the world on fire at first, but yeah. uh, he always comes back slow after summer breaks. And I noticed last season when he had, I think he had a couple of suspensions, and I, I recall a few games when he came back in after that, he just didn't seem quite with a pace. And uh, similar story last night. Um, it, it is an odd one that he almost needs a game, game or two, to kind of get back to, 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 to the level that he's been at. And I'm sure Saturday he'll be he'll be back to those sort of high standards that he that he has set for us. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, talking of high standards, Ollie Norwood. What was your uh, what was your mark here? This, I'm curious um, about this one. Really hard one to be honest, because I've got to be honest. If I was giving him a mark for his actual play on the ball and sort of end product, it probably would be very low. I'm, I'm talking sort of maybe a four out of ten. It mm-hmm. was that poor. But um, the one thing I will, I gave him five out of ten. Which mm-hmm. and the reason why I gave him that was. I just felt like he, the one positive was he never hid. He was constantly looking for the ball. He was constantly that outlet for the defenders. He came short. He was trying to make things happen. Um, everything didn't come off for him. And he, he, I mean, he played a few of those kind of balls that we've seen the outside of the foot jobs where he, he sort of knocks it wide and plays it at a pace, which is obviously a really impressive skill that he's kind of got in his locker. And that was fine early on. But then he just started. He started going long very early. I think he became frustrated that there was not a lot happening in front of him. They'd got obviously sort of they were solidly set up, and he pinged a number of balls over to the right wing that just kind of fell out of play or didn't mm. quite flash on the right wing. Um, and and then second half, he he just started to all unravel really for him. He his set plays continued to be really really poor. I think he had one in the first half, a floated effort where I think he went for goal and similar to the Villa Villa goal, he tried to catch the keeper out, which I think was a decent effort. But his set plays generally were really really poor. Um, he ended up losing the ball in really key positions. I think he he was the one who gave the foul away for the for the free kick that they won. I, I um, think he gave the ball away and then gave the foul away. Yeah. And and it just and I think there was a there was a cross right near the end, or not far from the end where he hit a sort of angled cross and and it went about thirty yards over the bar and it just summed up his night. I mean he was wearing these very peculiar pink boots. <laughs> Uh, Which Wilder said uh, he's going to have to throw away now. I think. Yeah, I think someone put. I hope he's got kept the receipt. I think I saw her on the on the <laughs> yeah, internet tonight. But uh, I hope he won't be wearing them again. But he just had one of them games. I mean, he's clearly uh, you know, shown to be a, a, a great signing. Um, yeah. Two promotion sides and saw people sort of as they do. They're getting a, a flap and oh, I can see why teams have, have moved him on. And I don't see that. He, he just had no. a, a poor night where things didn't come off. But as I say. I like the fact that he didn't hide. He kept going. We've seen players in the past down at the lane when, when you know, the the crowd starts to rumble and they they start thinking, well, I'm, I don't fancy this. And he, he kept trying and he kept trying passes and he, he every single one didn't work. But but yeah, just just a bad night. Yeah, I, th- I think you made a great point there actually about um, about him not hiding because uh, yeah, he led all players for passes completed and attempted. So. Yeah, he, he, and the best say, half of the night for us with the with the chance, which was a, a superb ball for for Baldock. 
yeah, that was a phenomenal through ball with the outside of the foot. Um, I can't remember what mark you gave him, actually. What did you give him? I gave him five. Five, yeah. I've gone exactly the same. I think it could have been lower, but um, his first half was solid, I thought. And, yeah, that through ball was brilliant. As you say, he didn't hide. Um, you know, he still created uh, He created three of our six chances, I think, although only one was from open play. Um I mean, yes, it's, it was just bizarre, wasn't it? Just a bizarre... I mean, that, that one you mentioned where he sort of took 30 yards over the bar, I mean, we just started laughing. <laughs> it was like, what's going on? I can't believe it. I think it. at that point we realised it just, you know, just get something out of this game. And just yeah. And move on. Exactly. But no, I'm, I'm not at all concerned based on what I've... I mean, this is what, his fifth game maybe? And the other four have been... Yeah, man of the eight, match, I think. Eight, eight nine, a 10 out of 10 performances, I think. So, yeah, we can forgive the odd one, I think. Uh, on to our, our other midfielder, Mark Duffy. Uh, I've also gone a 5 out of 10, so I've actually, I think I've rated all three of our midfielders 5 out of 10. Um, I did exactly the same. Right. Uh, 5 I, out of 10. And I saw a few forums saying they thought he, he did a few decent things and he sort of got in, got in holes, but I don't think anything really came off for him. Like, he just had one of those nights. When he's good, He's, he's really good and he makes us tick and we look a totally different team but it's worrying when, when he's off his game as, mm. he, as he was last night we, we we seem to struggle for ideas and we, we, without obviously the, the Brooks option Woodburn's not really got going We've there's not really anyone in that area and it'll be interesting I think when, when Coots does come back whether you know I think there is a, an option for him to play. Obviously, Coots, Norwood, and Fleck, and mm. will play more advanced out of the three. Whether he'll play those three and Duffy just off them, um, but now it's a, again, just a, a really poor night tonight. I don't think he saw much of the ball. He had that one sort of deflected shot, I think, where the keeper yeah. pushed it a bit, bit of a bit of a save for the cameras. Really, I don't think it was mm. particularly worrying him. But um, no, not, not not a great night. No, I, I thought it was quite a. It was just quite marginalised, really. I mean. You know, at least Fleck and Norwood, you know, they were involved. But, yeah, there was just, just barely anything of, of note from him. He had those two shots from long range, as you mentioned, but, you know, pretty unthreatening. A lot of touches, but didn't really... He wasn't able to do anything with it. I mean, he, he didn't create, create a single chance, which is quite rare for him. Uh, you know, I like to look at these kind of things. There was only one pass attempted in the penalty area, which, for him, is is ridiculous. I mean, that basically shows he was, you know, unable to get into a dangerous area all the way through. And... Uh, yeah, just needed a lot more, I think. So, uh, yeah, one of his one of his poorer games. Um, all right, let's move on to the two strikers. So let's uh, let's do with Clark first. So I like Clark, but this was pretty rubbish, to be honest. A, a kind of a nothing performance. I, I, I noted down. I mean, I'd give him four out of ten. I just he barely did anything in the game. I mean, you know, especially in contrast to what we've seen from McGoldrick the last few weeks. I know I know McGoldrick missed missed some chances against uh, Bristol City, but obviously he was. You know, he's getting in positions for them. A couple of them were kind of chances he sort of made himself with his kind of movement and dribbling. You know, probably Clark's best work last night was actually defending set pieces, which is something that he is very good at. But yeah, he only attempted one shot in the whole game. He, he only, uh, I think he only completed nine passes as well, which is is really something in 90 minutes. Uh, it came off, didn't it? So probably 80 minutes or so. Yeah, just, just not much in, in the kind of credit column, really. So yeah, just a... Very another marginalised kind of ineffective performance. I thought so. Uh, yeah, I, I would expect that McGoldrick, if he's fit, will be back in next next game. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I gave him five. I think again, I reflect back on that today. Probably should have been a bit lower than that. Um, I actually thought he put a fair bit of effort in early on in the game. He, he was mm. harrying, he was chasing. He looked a bit more like the, the Clark we saw last season, where he wasn't giving defenders a moment. Uh, he was sort of covering the line. He was. You know, sort of motion constantly, um, but he, he kind of got frustrated. I think that I don't think it helped us the, the, the way we were playing. We, we were very slow to get it forward. Mm. Uh, he didn't get much service, but uh, as I said earlier, he, there were a couple of decent balls that came across early on, and he just seemed quite. I don't know. He just didn't seem to be moving for them, and I don't know. He doesn't look like scoring at the moment. Uh, I know he had a few chances early on the season that he should have should have put away, um, but I don't see a striker that. The, the fact he's not having many attempts on goal at the moment, and I don't know, he just, he, he, he seemed to be appealing for non-existent fouls. He seemed to be sort of grappling hold of the, the centre back. So I thought mm. I had a very good game for Birmingham. They were they were probably won't have many easier games than that all season in terms of mm. um, strikers that they, they faced, in terms of the, the threat that they they posed. And uh, no, just not not a good night. He's just not really got going this season uh, at all. And uh, obviously he's, he's been out. He's had an injury, but. 
I'm the same as you. I think McGoldrick, um, the way he played in against Villa, and all right, he missed a few chances on on Saturday, but um, I think I think he probably will come straight back in, probably with Clark on, on Saturday uh, with Sharp. Sorry, Sharp. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Moving on to our, the final player, obviously the guy who's uh, rotated in for Sharp is Connor Washington, making his. Did he, did he play? Do you want to go first on this one? <laughs> oh, I, can. I gave it four out of ten. I think I might have scored him a bit high, actually, um, <laughs> comparing him directly to, to, to Clark. Um, again, I think people will say, "Oh, he didn't have much service," or you know, what I mean, he didn't see much of the ball. But I don't know. I just, I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit old-fashioned expert. I expect a bit more than that, even if a striker's not seen much of the ball or you know they're not being fed much. There's not much link play. I, I expect a bit of kind of harrying, a bit of pressing. Mm. You know. I, I'd seen him, I think, when he came on uh, in the in the Villa game and he chased a few balls down. He looked like he was quite pacey, he looked quite lively. But mm. just, I, I don't think I've seen a player touch the ball less on a on a debut. I, I can't barely remember him touching it. So I'm trying to think about describing his play with the ball. Um, I just, I don't know. He did, I thought it was... I said, I said last week, I thought it was a bit of a desperate signing. Um, we, we didn't get the play that Wilder clearly wanted for, obviously financial reasons or whatever else but um i think it was a bit of a punt a bit a bit of a kind of bit of a donaldson sort of last season we, we need a striker in we haven't really got any strikers at all and um you know what i mean i think wilder's someone who obviously can get the best out of players and he has them with so many players and he may well do that uh, he may well do that but he i don't know he, did, he, he didn't impress me last night it's, it's, it's obviously a, a small sample size i'm certainly not going to write him off i, th- I think he's Hopefully, going to be a player and come on and be a bit of an impact player off the bench, but uh, he didn't take his chance last night. No, I uh, I agree, and I do think he will be an impactful player for us this season. I think he's a you know you can sort of you can well, there's not really a debate you know quality wise versus say Waghorn or some of the other players we were linked with, but I do think he will have a, a role to play for us this season. But last night, I mean, yeah, I've gone four out of ten as well, and maybe in hindsight that's a little bit high. I mean. Uh, the only thing I would say is he, I didn't think he was bad per se. He just was not involved at all. I mean, I looked at his stats. He, he attempted... <laughs> you tell me, but he played an hour. How many passes do you think he attempted attempted in 60 minutes? Two. It's five, but yeah. still, that's quite impressive. So I can't, every, re- I can't e- barely remember him touching the ball the whole e- game. Every 12 minutes, he attempted a pass. Yeah, He had zero shots. Zero take on, zero aerial duels won, no tackles, no blocks, no interceptions, not even a foul. He didn't even foul anybody. And I think I that's mean, the thing. Even when you're not seeing much of the ball, if it, what I said about the crowd earlier, if it had chased someone down, even, like yeah. you say, fouled him, pushed him, you know, show him he's about, show, show him that, you know what I mean, he's not going to have an easy night. But I just felt, and he, he seemed to tie a second half, and obviously he went off and. Um, yeah, he's going to have to do a lot better than that, I think. I think he... he did more in the sort of five or six minutes against Villa than he did in the <laughs> hour last night. I mean, it, honestly, if he'd, if he'd not watched the game and he just glanced at his stats, yeah. you'd think he'd come on in injury time, yeah. you know, with like us trying to waste time or something. So, yeah, yeah certainly not writing him off. But, uh, it's a tough it... one, isn't it? Because, like I say, those three midfielders, one, two of those yeah. have, have their normal games and are creating, running through more, the link play, may, maybe sees more of the ball and maybe sees more about him. But, it was just the the whole team, weren't it? So. Yeah, I think that is a very important caveat. We created uh, <laughs> pretty much bugger all all night, yeah. um, and you know, we certainly not signed Washington, and we certainly don't expect it of Clark that he's you can give him the ball and he's going to beat two men and whack one in from thirty yards. So, yeah, there is definitely some mitigation there. All right, so that's uh, that is player ratings, Sheffield United. Uh, I thought it'd be quite interesting just to pick out. Uh, Opposition player of the game again. I've not read your report, so I'm I'm curious to know who you would uh, who you'd select it. Because I think, yeah, I would imagine Birmingham fans are pretty impressed with the overall performance of their team. I'm not sure who you'd have as the kind of standout. Yeah, player. I don't, I don't think with? it was a particularly one individual that that stood out. I mean, I normally when I when I I do pick someone out, uh, I think. They were just well organised. The defence played well. I thought the lad Morrison at the back was was quite commanding. He used the ball well. I thought Dean as well, a, a sort of around him, played well. I, I perhaps thought the best player was probably Gardner in midfield. I thought second Ooh. half he got on the ball, um, did pra- kind of what I expected our midfield to do. He carried it forward. He was sort of probing, um, and obviously he had the brilliant free kick at the end. It was really unlucky that it, that it didn't nestle in the corner. Um, mm. Probably just stood out. Jota did what he kind of does. He, he 
he looks the part at times and he drops the shoulder and he comes inside and you know what I mean he he always to me he's always a player that kind of flats to deceive and I, I don't know he he has good games and then there's games where he just doesn't look interested and I thought we saw a bit of all of that in the game the game last night um, so so pro- probably Gardner if if I had to say I say I thought that the, the, the striker uh, Djokovic had a, had a good game in that he, mm. he led the line well he brought people into play worked incredibly hard. Um, I think I think United were linked with him at one point, and um, I, th- I think he, he's a player that you know what I mean is, is what you'd want in a centre for. He probably doesn't score enough goals, but uh, put, puts a lot of effort in for, for his team. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you with Gardner. Um, I think I'd probably go with Jota. Is 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 a player I like. I mean, I, I actually I think since he's gone to Birmingham, I've, I've been a bit lower on him than I thought because yeah. when he was at uh, Brentford, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, but, yeah, it, it wasn't an amazing performance from him, but. It's the kind of player I'd, I'd love us to have, but obviously it costs six million. It'd be nicer for him to play in the in the Duffy role. Exactly uh, that, yeah. And he, uh, yeah. you know, he created the one sort of big chance for them with the Henderson save, which was, you know, it was a brilliant run and, and then a reverse ball as well. I mean, I think I think two of our players tried to leg him up and he kind of <laughs> got out of it and uh, yeah, created the joint most amount of chances in the game as well with Norwood. So yeah, probably probably my player of the match. I think. Um, yeah, what about the uh, what? What would you have as your moment of the match? Like one one sort of particular moment. I know it wasn't the most interesting, exciting game, uh, but that's the full time whistle problem. No, I, <laughs> I think uh, obviously the Henderson save from a defensive point of view was it was a key moment, but probably the the, the Norwood ball. I know it was just mm. one pass, but you just that one pass away, just cut out sort of two defenders, perfectly weighted, yeah. just needed the finish. And despite obviously his performance being 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 poor, uh, that that probably I am clutch, really clutching here, but that probably was the the moment of the match for me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to go with the Henderson save. Uh, it was a uh, that kind of hold. The move from Birmingham was brilliant. You know, Fleck lost the ball and they they kind of sprung on us, and Jota made that great run, great ball. And you know, I've been watched the. I've been kind of watched it. Somebody's uh, I can't remember who it is now, but I saw it on Twitter earlier. Somebody's got a good kind of. Uh, angle of the save and it, it is a fantastic save from Henderson just you know, flashes out his his right foot and manages to somehow push it wide without it going straight to the onrushing Birmingham player so yes. yeah great save and uh, yeah got us a, a, a point that I think we... that's probably the difference between him and, and perhaps Blackman last year he's, he's he's making those kind of key saves that uh, as well as Blackman did last year there, there was only a couple of games where you could say oh I think the Brentford game, first game, I remember Forrest at home. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of shots that would go in, as I think the stats showed. And I think Henderson's making those key kind of point-saving or three-point-saving saves um, so far. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, is, is there anything we want to say about Che Adams, obviously returning to Bromelain? Uh, I, feel, I feel like this is probably... I feel like every... I mean, we probably do this with every ex-striker, don't we? It's like, oh, God, he's going to score against us. But I feel like this is probably the third or fourth time he's played against us. And, yeah, to be honest, I don't remember him doing a single thing in any of those games. Oh, I, I heard... I saw some of the Birmingham fans' opinions and they, they they were obviously very positive about their performance, felt they should have worn, complimented several players. And he was the one, I think, that stood out. Uh, I think reading sort of Roy's excellent views on the game that said um, it, he did nothing. He... he, he he just looks. He looks like he did at times at Bramall Lane. That he ex, he's kind of that sense of self entitlement. That things are going to happen. He doesn't have to work hard. Um, it's definitely a player that when we signed him, you know, lots and lots of potential. You know what I mean? He, he scored some really good goals for us at times. He's dropped the shot. Really powerful player. Uh, but it, I don't know. He seemed to have lost a bit of the pace he had. He didn't since that kind of dynamic sort of where he'd sort of motor away from players that we first saw when when we signed him and. Um, he just looked a bit lazy and a bit disinterested, and he's a player now that I think would he get in our team? I don't know whether he would. I know we've got we've got striking deficiencies in terms of depth, but he's just gone on, on and, and being that player that I think he thought he was going to be. And I, I don't see, I don't know how old he is now. He's still fairly young. He's uh, twenty two, twenty three. Much older than twenty two or twenty three. I would have thought. But I don't, I mean, I don't I... see him as a player that's going to go on and have that kind of career that I think he thought he was going to have, or certainly we perhaps thought at a time when I think we we did quite well to get the the, the money that we we got for him. He's, um, I, I don't see him being much more than sort of a, a, a sort of championship mid to, to lower player. Really, mm. I don't know if this is my memory deceiving me, but I feel like. I feel like he came back uh, from pre-season and he'd really bulked up, yeah. like to the you know, 
possibly he lost to that his pace. He lost some pace that he had, I think. Yeah, it looked like he'd skipped leg day and just sort of focused <laughs> on his upper body. And uh, yeah, that kind of coincided with a bit of a drop off, I suppose. But yeah, I'd, I mean, I, I don't think he'd make our squad, to be honest. I, I, I don't think he. Maybe this will come back to bite me in the backside, and I'm sure some people will disagree with me, but. I would have him behind our four strikers. If he's not the eldest sort of player, is he at all? He's not going to put the work in for the team. He's not going to chase back. He's not going to do the, you know, the, the team things that that you need. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I think with Birmingham, he's, he's sort of in and out. He's certainly not a regular uh, every game. Yeah, I think that Bogle has been doing quite well for them actually. So I was a bit surprised he didn't start, but I know he didn't against West Brom either with that game I watched. But anyway, um, so there we go. Yes, nil uh, nil draw. I think we're still sixth in the league, aren't we? Which is a a, a pretty impressive start. I think that's that's kind of the upper... yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think again, I think I got I got some critique for saying it was an average start, which is probably a bit harsh of me. We we you know what I mean we're sixth in the league. It's very tight. You, you lose a game and you you back down to the middle, but equally we'd have won last night. We'd I think we'd have been sitting third or fourth in the league. Yeah. So it's been a good start. It's been a good start. Um, we have had a few a few injuries, and um, f- f- for me, obviously the, the first two games were were, were really a bit of a throwaway, weren't they? And the, but then we came back. We won won the fight. It's just it's just a little bit disappointing that, that that Saturday at Bristol we didn't get that point, and then and then put a performance in last night. But we win Saturday, and it's kind of it's all forgotten in some ways. We, we would probably be, be sitting sort of again third, fourth in the league, and uh, and it's been an excellent start. So, but I think Saturday is a, a big game because if we don't get the points on Saturday, or you know, and the performance levels not at the standards that we. You know, we've seen, and it's it's another drop off. Then I think, you know, like you say, you're back down to that middle of the league, and you then you've got some away games coming up. Uh, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tough game on Saturday. They are, they're going to be, they're, they're struggling. But I think I always worry when we're playing a team that's just had a, a spanking and have certainly mm. not got going yet. I don't think they're as bad as their position suggests, even though they've lost a few key players. Um, I, I think it's going to be a, a tough game on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I am. I think in our pre-season stuff on this podcast, I was th- I, I did say I thought Preston would be a bit further down the league, but not to this extent whatsoever. Yeah, I, think and, I, uh, I think I had him about 13th, 14th. Um, yeah, I was sort of around there. A bit last season, but yeah. And I think that's where they'll probably finish. I think maybe a bit below that, but not, not much. I don't think they'll be in any relegation trouble. No, I mean, I'm just looking. They've not had the most difficult, I don't know. Maybe it is slightly tricky, but yeah, losing at home to Reading, that was obviously Reading's first win of the season. No shame in losing at Leeds. Uh, Drew with Bolton, which is a bit of a, a poor one. Lost at Norwich as well. Got a, a point against Stoke, who are very much finding their feet at that stage of the season. Are probably still finding it right now, to be honest. So yeah, I think uh, these. this is such a lazy generalisation, but our games with Preston are just so... They're usually complete rubbish, aren't they? Yeah. To be yeah. honest, yeah, I can't, the two last season, the, the, I can't the, remember a good one. I think we, we lost them both one 0 last season. We were awful at yeah. Deepdale, and then oh, we were we? pretty bad. And it was the last home game, wasn't it, last season when yeah. slim chance of the playoffs. Um, but no, um, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. He's, he gets them well organised, Neil, and they've got a few really good players. Uh, the lad Johnson in midfield's a good player. Mm. Uh, Robinson's quite lively up front. But I, th- I think the key thing for Saturday is we've got to start better. I mean, obviously first goal's important. We've got to start the game, but it's got to be a higher tempo. Intensity's got to be better. We've got to move it quicker. Um, get back to that kind of. We're not going. I don't think that level we set against Villa is going to be tough to beat. I think any game this season, but we've yeah. got to move the ball on. We've got to get their defence facing the other way. It was just all too comfortable last night. Yeah, uh, I, I think he'll make some changes. I think we'll see. Definitely see Sharp back in. I don't know whether he'll bring McGoldrick back in for Clark. I have a feeling he might play Clark again. Uh, I would bring Sharp and McGoldrick back in, but uh, sort of second guessing. While I think he might give Clark another game. Um, and I think the two wing backs will, will come come straight back in. Although it was interesting, Freeman wasn't even on the bench, was he last night? Yeah, I wondered. Uh, I saw Kevin Gage tweeting just a little bit earlier, saying that it wasn't injury related. I saw somebody else had said that he'd, he'd been having a fitness test or something, but it just seemed odd that he wasn't even in the. You know, like Stevens. Yeah, was I, I sort of. I don't know. I thought if you're going to give him, if you're going to rest him, you might as well yeah, f- okay. fully rest him. Yeah. Um, and I suppose maybe they thought, well, Basham can move out to. Uh, right wing back if necessary um, but yeah I, I think it will be fitness permitting I think it will be the team that started against Villa uh, certainly that's what I would like to see um, I do think McGoldrick is probably 
is probably the number one striker now. Um, so yeah, assuming there's no fitness issues there, I will. I do think he will start. And yeah, that's that's certainly what I'd like to see. But as you say, it's going to be pretty hard to replicate that Villa performance, possibly ever, seeing as people were talking about it being best in forty years or something. So. <laughs> set a very high bar. It might there. not be such a bad thing last night because I think, like you say, the expectations were, were, were sort of sky high, and I think obviously things have sort of petered out again the last couple of games, and we just need to get back to the a level of performance. It might not be Villa esque, but we, we we need we need to say we need to we need to get back to that standard that we've set, and I just think they need to get the crowd involved. I know there's that cliche about well the crowd should be supporting them, but they just gave them nothing last night, gave them absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think the most enthusiastic thing I saw was Henderson trying to sort of get the get the cop going uh, when we won a corner in the first half. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, what we really needed was Che Adams to like either score yeah. or just go straight through someone, or you know, give give Wilder a clip round the ear or something <laughs> like that. You know, just to get us all into it. But yeah, just a, a flat nothing sort of game really. Which, yeah, I guess overall, be pretty happy we got a point out of. Um, all right, uh, I think that's everything we wanted to cover. Then we we probably maybe we gave that game more more service than it actually deserved. But I'll wait till you get me back on for a good game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, I, I would like to very much have you on again uh, next week where we can talk about uh, the Preston game. But yeah, you know, obviously, uh, as we kind of talked at the top, you do these kind of um, you do your your kind of preview and reviews and almost your your school report style state of play things as well which are always uh, always a good read and um yeah i'd very much like to kind of get your take on uh, i guess what you expect what you expected out of united to start the season how you feel that might have changed and yeah your thoughts on our, our transfer policy so far i mean you kind of alluded to that a little bit already so yeah next week when we've got a bit more time because we've got another game coming up uh in what two days um yeah we can go into that in a little more detail but yeah, I guess uh, thanks very much for, for giving up your time. Where can, where can people check out more of your United-related stuff? Um, just just the usual sort. I'm deadbat underscore DB on, on Twitter. Um, but most of the reports, I just kind of fling them on the different forums and stuff. And I know they're not everybody's cup of tea, and I know some people think I am very harsh and quite pessimistic. That's probably my, my nature that's come from from generations of my family being like that, watching United. Uh, my dad once coined the phrase that 2-0 was a dangerous scoreline, but then I think he had a 3-0 was a dangerous scoreline as, as well. So uh, I'll always sit on that sort of uh, side of being quite cautious with United. And I know sometimes I am a little bit harsh, but uh, but no, I'll, I'll definitely look forward to, to joining you again and hopefully uh, not being too dull, not quite offered the same analysis as, uh, as your friend normally offers on, on this. Uh, something a bit different. No, no, it's always uh, always good to have high standards when it comes to United performances, and uh, yeah, as I say, it's uh, always mandatory reading. It's you know, get home from the match and uh, yeah, fire up S two four SU. Wait for wait for your report. Wait for Roy's views from. Wait for the highlights, etc. Even even games that we've lost. Maybe maybe when we've lost, I wait a little bit longer to hear what you've got to say, but <laughs> still make time to check it out. Um, all right. Thanks very much. I think actually I will just give a quick uh, tip to your uh, Dead Back Gets Shirty series on Den Blades, which I really, really enjoyed, which if, if people don't know what that is, you... Were these all shirts that you owned? I think they were, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean that, that could be for another day, another discussion, but um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I never really buy shirts for the season. I'm not one of those that rushes down to the, the shop and all the new shirts, that sort of thing, but I think over the years, through different people, I sort of acquired... Uh, sort of a number of shirts and then I thought oh, I wonder how many I could get and then it became a bit of an obsession I do collect other football shirts sort of classic football oh, shirts okay. as well I've got a number of uh, sort of international uh, shirts I spend way too much money on them I don't actually do anything with them I don't know what I'm ever going to do with them they'll probably get passed down to my son uh, when I've departed this world but um, <laughs> so I tried to see if I could get every single United shirt from sort of my Right about my birth, sort of late seventies to, to current day, and I'm not far. There's a few from the eighties that are quite hard to get hold of, and I have been offered them at silly prices. But uh, I know a few old United players from the, uh, well, don't know them well, but I know of family members from the, uh, from from the sort of eighties. I'm hoping uh, we'll be able to pass some on at some point. So I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. I'm a few off, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I do uh, do enjoy sort of sort of writing about and sort of discussing the. Sort of best ever United shirt and, and worse. Yeah. 
fan of this season. I've got to got to admit. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, actually, it's growing on me a little bit, but still not there. But yeah, it's uh, it's a great read. Go and check it out on uh, on the Den Blades blog. It's Dead Bat Gets Shirty. Uh, there were some shirts on there that I could not tell you uh, that we'd ever worn them. I, I'd, even for, I mean, literally from like the last five or six years, I think some of those are slightly the lost years, I suppose, under Adkins and a, a few others, I guess. But yeah, some some good memories coming up there, nonetheless. Um, all right. David, Deadbat, thank you very much for giving up your time. Uh, really, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, great to get your take on uh, on this performance and and how it may, I guess, uh, how it may set us up for for Saturday. So um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can talk to you after that game as well. But uh, yeah, thank you once again and enjoy the game Saturday. I hope it's uh, much more interesting and action packed than this one was. No worries. Thanks for your time. All right, cheers, Paul. Talk to you later. Bye.